ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will be with my co-hosts, the New Master of the South, Tyler Peters, and the Brazilian Destroyer, Vinicius, as we talk all things professional wrestling happening in the professional wrestling world, the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's get right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. All right, everybody. So this is Ted from the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show, and I have to tell you that uh, this week's show went a little bit off the rails. We were supposed to have guests Cha-Cha Charlie and Vince Steele on. Uh, they did call in. There was a lot of audio issues. We couldn't get their their interview up to uh, to our standards of quality. And then, um, you know, Venetia's had people coming in to, to get ready for the show, and Tyler had internet issues. So this show is kind of piecemeal of what the show was going to be. Uh, I, I put it all together for you guys. I hope that you enjoy it. Please give me some comments in the comment section below. Tell me what you think about my predictions and help me out and, and help me see your point of view. I look forward to seeing everybody next week on the show, and we will get right back to it with Venetius and Tyler and the whole crew. And uh, let's get to it, folks. Let's go to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio. I am your host, Ted, and I have a host of characters here with me this evening. I have the new mouth of the South, the longest reigning member of the show here from back when it was Jolton Joe's wrestling radio on WNTI, Mr. Tyler Peters coming at us from Tennessee. I've How's got, I've got one of our, uh, one of our, our good friends from coastal championship wrestling referee, Amy Veronica, Amy, welcome back. And good I've got here. ACPW's hottest free agent out there. Miss Ivy, hello, she's here hello. again with us week after week, filling in for Venetius, you know, picking up Venetius's slack because he's, uh, he's off trying to, to get us a big name interview uh, in, in a couple of weeks, potentially. And so I'm super excited about that. And uh, I, I want to say thank you to Venetius for hunting some people down for us. He's, uh, he's doing great stuff for us down there in Florida. So, uh, folks, we have a great show for you lined up tonight. We're going to be talking... Uh, a little bit about about where we're doing in social media right now because we're doing some some nice things on social media right now. Our numbers are are popping way up there. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this week in wrestling because there was some some crazy stuff, especially on Wednesday night. Wednesday night lit some fireworks up, and uh, it was it was pretty exciting. And then uh, we're going to get into some fan topics, including who our favorite wrestlers were growing up and why. And we're going to be uh, talking about a little bit about China. Um, and how she won the Intercontinental Championship. And that's a fan topic in particular right there. So uh, let's jump into it. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees because I got my, my Joseph Samael swag here. I tweeted it out mm. earlier. Um, I'm loving it. It's that's super cool. comfy. It's, uh, it fits perfectly. And uh, I'm loving the, the coloration on it. It feels very 80s and I dig it. So uh, thank you so much for, for those guys for getting this out to me. And Joseph, I, I hope that you see the, like, the $2 that you'll see on that $30 sale, bro. I mean, let's go. <laughs> you know? uh, so that's, that's first things first. Uh, and, th and then listen, I said you guys are all in this group chat. So for those of us that, that maybe if you're a new listener, um, we have been getting a couple of those lately. Or, uh, or you know, if, if, if you don't quite know us yet, we, we all talk outside this show pretty much throughout the week. And we have a, a group chat going. And, um, and I, I was talking to these guys about this this week. Man, there are some people on Twitter that are just 
thirsting for attention. And it's it's driving me a little bit crazy. No, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah, on Twitter. Come right? on. Oh, yeah. You're just being an insensitive snowflake is what it is. No, I'm not being an insensitive snowflake. These little are being dicks to people who are wishing them well. Literally, that's what I did. I wished a well. And it's not okay. Like, you know, so my fan message, when I send when I send a message out to um two people on Twitter, on Facebook, if they're a new sub, I say something along the lines of, hello, friend, you know, this is Ted from the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show. Thank you for joining us, you know, on social media. Please give us a sub. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, And I always end with something like be well, be well, or stay well, because I believe in passing on good vibes, right? I'm not trying to be Absolutely. a dick. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I always want to pass on the good vibes. I want to pay it forward, okay? Uh, I'm not kidding when I say that this this person, Sab L on Twitter, okay? Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm in the bathroom, and I have a life outside of always being on social media and talking to people all the time, meaning I have things to do and shows to watch. Okay. What was the point of that? <laughs> she real, like, you. Like, I don't, my face isn't even on this. I would say maybe it's my face. Cause like, sometimes I have like that, that RBF going on and maybe like, she was like, you know, maybe it was like, and she thought it was like one of Angela's DMS. I don't know. <laughs> no? You don't want to bring my DMS into this. You got to start Just... hitting on with the stuff that I do. I mean, honestly, like, try to be nice to somebody and they're mean you just got to be even meaner back well i mean i i almost went i almost went that route like i almost channeled my inner ivy like i almost went there right i was like cool we all do and i tried to leave it at that she's like you don't need to tell me to stay well or be well because i said be well again right i'm like okay have a great day she thought you were going to ask her for her only fans link right like that's true yeah (laughs) there's just so much effort in that to answer you back there i know (laughs) she had to write that entire description yeah and then i was like i was like have a great to let you know that she was in the bathroom right yeah like so busy honey it's okay (laughs) we all know you're on facebook and twitter anyway so shut up right right you've got no life if you had that much time to compose that message to respond to him yeah oh my god so i tried to say anyway she just kept she just kept she ended up like it was like two more three three more things she was like stop messaging me i was like okay block i'll lose a follower (laughs) too i don't care i you know it is what it is and the next one he the guy ended up flip-flopping on me so i'm not going to name him because he ended up subbing to the subbing to the channel and i don't want to be that dick to him but he was like hi ted i subbed to the youtube channel today Number one, I don't discuss my personal life in the DM. And two, I've gotten plenty of shout outs on other YouTube channels. And three, most importantly, don't underestimate my intelligence. Now have yourself a nice evening. What was the personal detail thing about? I don't know. (laughs) I didn't ask him for any personal details. I said, hey, could you give us a sub? (laughs) Or if they told you to have a nice evening. Right? Right? Just say, did you ask him for his social or something? Like, you know Jesus. what? No, you know what I did? I, I asked him for his credit card number to, to sub to Ivy's OnlyFans. Oh. You know, oh. you know, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Well, he was just mad because you were going to see that content and he wasn't. 
Do I really oh, have to pay I, for it though? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> don't let our secrets out, Ted. Oh man, step. I love it. Oh man, it's saucy. But but Twitter Twitter is like a whole other thing. But listen, I feel like what we're doing on Twitter is working right now because we went from like having 600 followers last week to being up to 730 this mm-hmm. week. You know, we picked up 130 followers in seven days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's because working. I was Perfect. on here last week. Uh, that must be it. There you go. That must <laughs> yeah. be it. I'm going to take your most recent star. Instagram photo and post it. Ooh, Just, do it. You know? <laughs> Let's go. Oh man. Oh man. But I just, listen. And and then on IG, we went from having like maybe a 115 to having 175. Okay. That's cool. Facebook is where we're, we're falling guys. So this is what I'm going to do. If you are a new follower this week, you jump on, you jump on one of our social medias this week. Okay. You message me in Twitter. Cause I always follow you back. If you follow us on Twitter, you follow us on IG, we follow back. All right. So message us. If, if you, if you like us on Facebook, message us, you'll get a shout out next week. All right. So I'll do a whole Ooh. list again, like I did two weeks ago. So if, if you give us a follow on social media, give us a sub on YouTube, we'll take care of you. We'll promote you a little bit and maybe even we'll, we'll give you a discount code to, uh, to Ivy's only fans. All right. <laughs> so, if they're smart, they'll do it. That's yeah. right. If they're smart, they'll do it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's, let's transition here. Let's get into the meat of the show here. Let's talk about this week in wrestling a little bit. Um, so I got to say SmackDown for me still remains the best show that WWE is putting out right now, including NXT, because I feel like the booking on NXT these last couple weeks has been like, yeah, okay. Mm Um, I, and especially, I mean, every time they, they feature Dexter Loomis and, uh, and Cameron Grimes, it makes me want to take my car for a spin and maybe not. Around the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's not your favorite. I thought he was. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone, now, oh, I think I, I kind of agree with you about that. I mean, for NXT, I feel like I, at one point I actually really enjoyed it, you know, cause mm-hmm. you see so much like new talent coming in and you're kind of. You kind of see the, the the stars who have that passion still, as opposed to some of the ones who have been there for a while. And, you know, it's kind of lacking that that spark. So I kind mm-hmm. of, I can agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, NXT has been lackluster at best. It's been lackluster at best. And that shows in the ratings this week, which we'll talk about when we get to Wednesday night. Um, so I got to say, I, I'm kind of intrigued by this Jay Uso semi-turn with Roman Reigns, right? Like you can tell he still wants to be a baby face, but he's playing the heel mm-hmm. card to make everybody happy. Um, it has me, you know, the, the, the storyline has me, it, it's working me and I'm fine with that. Like, that's why I watch wrestling. Some people were like, I got into like a heated debate with somebody this week. Oh, I, I think it was, uh, it might've been Mike. It might've been, uh, it might've been my cousin, Mike, the guy who was on the show with me, like way back in the beginning with Will. Um, I was, he and I were talking and he was like, man, you're just getting worked by the show. And I was like, that's the fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> watch wrestling is to get worked. If you're not you're excited, you're not enjoying the show. Like, oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't Mike. It was a, it was a friend from high school. It was a friend from yeah. high school, but still like, I was like, that, that, that's the point. 
Like, why yeah. would I watch the show if I'm not going to get worked because I do a podcast about it? No, I'll do what I did with Raw last week and say it really sucked. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, you know? like, like I, it is what it is for me. But, but I think that was definitely a highlight for me. I want to jump over to Tyler. Tyler, tell me something that you, that you really enjoyed about the show, man. About SmackDown, I'll tell you what I, I think is important. What they're doing with Ruby Wright, I, you talked about NXT, how we mm-hmm. like all the fresh talent. I'm excited about how they're putting her on that Survivor Series team. I think she's worked hard, came back, overcame is the word for injuries, and she really deserves that spot, Selena Vega. I think what's the bright spots helping SmackDown, and as much as I respect Natalia, I really – and getting behind these uh, new acquisitions through the draft. And I'm, I'm happy for Ruby Wright. I thought the triple threat was interesting and just happy for her. I mean, she's had a long, hard road, and it's great to see her get some due, some credit, and, and being part of Survivor Series, the women's side. I agree. I agree. Amy? So, in addition, I'm also captivated with the Uso-Roman Reigns uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. But the big, other big talking point of last Friday SmackDown Sasha Banks' first successful title defense. Ding, ding. We finally got one. It was awesome. Like, the, the back and forth between the two, the near falls. Like, I was jumping. Like, this is the first time I've watched SmackDown in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was jumping out of my seat during this match. And it was so satisfying when they finally counted that three, especially as a ref. Like, finally seeing that three count was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I think would have made it better was seeing it on a bigger stage, so, like, a pay-per-view or something. But it was mm-hmm. still such great moment for Sasha Banks and a great moment for the feud that definitely is never going to end. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Ivy. Okay. Um, I haven't really been keeping up too much with the, the events, but something that I really got into um, when I had some downtime this past week, I started um, just kind of like going through WWE network and all like the undertaker stuff that they put out. Mm-hmm. I'm like super into it. It's like, it's kind of crazy to hear Um, I think it was meeting the undertaker was the last thing that I watched and they have tons of, you know, like other stars on there talking about like their first encounters when they met him. And I thought it was really interesting, you know, just to hear how he's, he's definitely um, very like, he gives all the advice and stuff to like the younger talent. He kind of, you know, helps to get them going, you know, kind of like mentors everybody. And I feel like you kind of see the connection that he has built you know, with so many people over, you know, the length of his, what, 30 year career. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that for me, I've always loved Taker. So to see, you know, all these behind the scenes things with him that they've been putting out, you know, since he kind of decided to step away, it's just, it's really interesting to me. And that's, you know, information that we didn't quite know before because you never really heard anything about him outside of the wrestling ring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. My boss is a, is a, big undertaker fan she she has a hand-drawn eight um eight by ten portrait of the undertaker that sits on like the mantle in her office i'm like i'm like all right i can get down with this (laughs) like (laughs) you're like yep she's a good one we'll keep her (laughs) yep yep she oh man she and i've worked together for 10 years now it's crazy she actually listens Mm -hmm. to the show occasionally so I love you, boss. <laughs> She's my work wife. It's okay. Um, so, so something I really didn't like about SmackDown, and I'm, I'm going to eat up a little bit more time with SmackDown because I think Raw sucked again, and I don't really want to talk about it, um, mm. <laughs> uh, is, is Lars Sullivan. Like, what the hell are they doing? It's so bad. I was bullied in school, so I've become the bully. Like, like yeah. seriously? 
Dude, you're like Seriously? seven foot tall. How the hell were you bullied? Like, <laughs> well, that's true. I feel like I feel like they they gave one of Triple H and Stephanie's kids a pen and said, "Write a storyline." Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened. I don't know what else could have possibly happened. Um, just really, really awful. Uh, you know, any chance they had to salvage him after all that stuff that came out about him before mm-hmm. he went on his little hiatus is gone. It's like there's there's no way to salvage this now. Don't try and write the ship. Send him home. Pay him to be home for a year and end his contract. Which is crazy because yeah, really WWE usually knows how to book like just mm-hmm. monsters. They know right. how to do that first part of just like kill everybody, leave, like be Agreed. a badass. It's Agreed. the after part they usually don't know how to do it, but they're just totally fumbling with yeah. Lars Sullivan. Agreed. 100% agree. I, and also, I feel what, like they never really knew what to do with him to begin with. Like, even when he first came in, I was like, okay, you know, he's this big guy. Like, I, I kind of saw that going totally opposite, you know, from like where he, especially where he's at now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of disappointing because I feel like he is definitely, you know, someone that they could do a lot with. And they're right. Like, they're totally lacking with what they could have, yeah. you know, could be doing with him. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's got potential, but it's it's what you guys were pointing out the issues. But I, mm-hmm. I think it's it's just a bad attempt trying to show his personality. But the way they're presenting it is really bad. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's no bueno. It's no bueno. And I, and I also don't like. And and WWE does this all the time. Um, they get someone that gets over naturally, and they're like, no. You can't get How over you. on your own. And <laughs> yeah. then like six months later, they'll try and pull that person back out and be like, well, this person was over six months ago. Let's see if we can get them back over our way. And I mm. feel like that's what's happening to poor Otis. I feel, oh, like, yeah. that's, I feel like that's exactly yeah. what's happening to poor Otis. And, you know, he's going he's gonna to take a shellacking for six months and then they're going to bring him back and they're going to try and force him down our throats the same way they did with Rusev. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, again, no bueno. It's going to feel very like fake. The entire thing. Whereas before it was very authentic. It was Otis. It was him. Like if you watch any interviews with him, that's who he is. But now it's just going to feel very fake and scripted. Agreed. Agreed. I will say this. What did y'all think about that match with Seth? Now that was a solid match. I will. Oh yeah, it was great. I I was surprised. Mm -hmm. But I was hoping that Otis would win it, but streaming. (laughs) Yeah, because Seth had enough wins. He could have gave it to Otis there, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Can we uh can we stop for just a second and talk about Raw and talk about the fact that Randy Orton in these last two months, he's in physically great shape. Don't get me wrong. But his face is just looking ragged old. Yeah, you can tell he's been through this business. And it's like it's hard for me to buy him as being a tough as nails champion. It's really hard for me to buy him because he's just, you know, father, you know, father time and mother nature are going to get to all of us. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and Randy is in fantastic condition. He, his, his match quality hasn't dropped a bit. His work rate is great, but when he's cutting a promo and he looks like he's, you know, someone's grandpa because he's got the wrinkles from all the blade jobs he did and he's got the bags under his eyes because he's not sleeping enough at night <laughs> you know yeah he just he it doesn't it's not credible to me and i don't know i i'm just having a hard time buying it hook line and sinker um but i was excited to see the the last chance triple threat match to get onto the survivor series team and i was happy to see mm-hmm. riddle 
who doesn't have his first name anymore, but it was his choice, I guess, with this one, right? Yeah. It was his choice because of the lawsuit. Um, Riddle, come away with the win. I thought that, mm-hmm. was, that was pretty cool. But uh, does anyone have any thoughts they want to share about Raw before I move on? Because I know this show was kind of a, a one-note show. Really? Nah. <laughs> well, no, just, just one quick thing. I will say this. Everybody's got caught up in McIntyre Orton, what's going on, and rightfully so. But I will say this, Mustafa Ali and Ricochet, mm. that actually held my attention. And I know Raw so long, but those guys are so creative in how they work. And I know retribution, say what you want to. Mustafa Ali's the guy that could actually save it if they're booking correctly, because that mm. match really helped me stay on Raw, because I was starting to get bored a little bit. And I'm like, man, this is one of their better matches. So that's all I was going to take away from Raw. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just had to say that. An impression was made on me about the Ali-Ricochet match. Got it. Yeah. And I'm going to take my piece of humble pie when it comes to (laughs) Lana. A couple weeks ago, I think I said, I'm pretty sure I said she was unsalvageable. I have to admit, with this bring out the tables uh, storyline they have going, I think we're on, what, eight now? Yeah. they're winning me over. I can't wait to see her demolish, like ha- just go through that mental breakdown and just demolish. And I know it's coming because, I mean, I-, I can't say I know it's coming. I, w- I hope it's coming. And it's getting em- me emotionally invested, which I know is a bad sign WWE so- storyline. <laughs> but like, I will-, I will eat my piece of humble pie. Lana is winning me over right now. Thank you, poor thing. Ivy, <laughs> Ivy went I, on we, a rate. We heard, my, we heard my my thoughts on her last week. Yes, so. yes. We, we know your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Talking about Lana, that transitions me to her ex husband Bobby, <laughs> and uh, and how he made Titus O'Neil tap out without actually getting the hurt lock on him because he's too damn big. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's bad. Like he's yeah. trying to get t- Titus's arm up and he can't even do it. And I and I just like, oh, I guess I got to tap anyway. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? Said, yeah. This is awful. And listen, I, I thought that the U.S. championship meant so much more when it was on Apollo Crews than it does on Bobby Lashley right now. And that pains me because I think that Bobby Lashley should have a world title run going right now. But yeah. they just they, they aren't booking him right within the Hurt business right now. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think we need to see a, a switch get flipped. I think it's a shame because Lashley is – he is a very, like, he's impeccable like he's a mm-hmm. great you know mm-hmm. talent to have on there and i just it's a, he's another one it's like they're just kind of wasting things away like he deserves to be in the spotlight but unfortunately they really don't focus on him in the ways that they should be mm-hmm. agreed. agreed yeah they overproduce him that, that's kind of w right. as much as i'm a fan that that's kind of been the uh the rap they overproduce some great mm-hmm. talent and it ruins them sometimes yeah they definitely agreed. do agreed so I, I want to talk about, and we'll, this will be kind of the last thing we talk about for a second before we go to break. And then when we come back, we'll finish up the week in wrestling. Um, you know, I've been trying to keep up with primetime live for, uh, for the stuff with the NWA that's been kind of tied in there and the, mm-hmm. the UWN. And, uh, you know, we got Mike Bennett versus Sean Devari in the, uh, in the semifinals for the, for the championship. And, Mike Bennett continues to win. And so I I just want to point out there, because when this podcast started as the Will and Ted's Excellent Wrestling Rewind, Mike Bennett Mm -hmm. actually was one of the few wrestlers who 
send us tweets back. He would, he would retweet us. He, he hooked us up. Right. And it was because I point blank said to people, he's being wasted in WWE. Mm -hmm. And he is such a better worker than anything they're letting him do right now. You guys Mm -hmm. should go watch his from impact. You should go watch his from ring of honor. And I think he, you know, and not that I think he knows who I am from, you know, the next guy on the block, but I think he saw that and he was like, you know, he was thankful for that. And so he retweeted us a bunch and he replied a bunch. And uh, I just want to point out to people here that like almost, almost two years later, like, like 18 months later, I was right. Okay. Look at the, the shit that this man is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Go watch that match because that man can freaking go. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, underrated. You know, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I just want to put that out there for you. And I also want to put, put out there that we have um, new NWA tag champions from that episode this week. Uh, Aaron Stevens and, uh, and J.R. Kratos defeated James Storm and Eli Drake hmm. to, uh, to get those championships, which we kind of knew was coming because James Storm is no longer under contract. It is what it is. All right, my friends, we're going to go to a quick commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking Impact Wrestling, NXT, and AEW Dynamite before we get to our fan topics for the evening. Stick with us here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, these advertisements that you're about to see and hear are not paid advertisements. They are acknowledgments of some of our supporters and what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow the Rewind Wrestling Network on all of your social medias. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And you can find us at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Again, that's at Rewind Podcast, at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on all your social media platforms. Hey, this is Tyreno. King Black, and he's the United States champion. And if you want to become a professional wrestler, a manager, a referee, you want to become a champion, come down to the HBW Proving Ground. This is the place to do it. Where you can get quality training by quality trainers. The Proving Ground. Preview. gentlemen welcome back to rewind wrestling radio i'm here with my co-hosts this evening the new map of the south tyler peters referee amy veronica and acpw's hottest free agent and i mean that in more ways than one ivy you can find her on only fans maybe maybe <laughs> um let's, definitely let's... find me on instagram oh yeah you know what that's that's true life we're gonna you're gonna, we're gonna have, have to add my instagram tag yeah, yeah. 
I'll put it in the description below. <laughs> so uh, let's talk. Let's talk about it, a little bit about Impact Wrestling here. Um, Impact has been just hook, line, and sinker for me for like the last three months. They've just been they've been doing such a good job, and uh, for me, I feel like they have the best overall show right now, just in general. Um, but I, I think that the X Division Championship this week um, between TJP and Rohit Raju, just, it sold it for me. It was, it was fantastic. It was great storytelling. I've always thought that TJP was, was phenomenal. Um, and, and I think that it, it did a good job of telling the story of Rohit Raju continuing to sneak his way into keeping his belt, you know? Um, so it was definitely my, my moment of, of the week in terms of impact wrestling uh, goes to that match for sure. Now I know not everybody gets to watch impact because it's so, it's so limited in its audience and, and who has, uh, who has access TV. But, uh, but I know that Tyler at least got to catch some highlights. So Tyler, I'm going to go to you. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. I really love what, uh, Callahan and Shamrock are doing with the whole angle with Eddie Edwards and Chris Bay after that match. It kind of gives you a little bit of the lights out action, which is a nice presentation. Haven't been as familiar with Callahan, but man, Ken Shamrock, that combination. And then the Rascals are possibly leaving. It looks mm -hmm. like they may be. So setting up a feud here on the way out, I, I really just love the booking, the creative behind what Scott DeMore and Don Callis are doing at Impact. I think it's just that's a takeaway. There were so many good things. I mean, even the uh, Romero Saban match was a good match. Yeah, there, there was a lot. You know, there's so I, much takeaways. Excuse me, I'm not bad. No, no, that you're absolutely right. I think uh, I think it was really a standout. Did it, did either of you ladies get to see Impact this week at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, my, the thing that called out to me was the uh, the North versus Gallows and Anderson, but I think yes. it was Anderson one of the North, that brawl afterwards, like that was really well put together comparatively to other promotions and stuff where it mm -hmm. looked really hokey and stuff that, and is it me or is uh, Gallows? He's getting darker every week. I feel like he's adding the tan a little too much every week, but he's, jump, uh, he's jumping was, on that bed. Yeah. I've been enjoying that feud. And then um, uh, as a uh, Tyler was saying, uh, Sammy Callahan and um, uh, what was it? Uh, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards, yeah, and that entire dynamic at the main event. I really enjoyed that as well. Agree. One hundred percent agree. Awesome. Um, all right. Let's uh let's jump into NXT because I, I want to save AEW for last year. Um what the hell is with the Leon Ruff thing? I know, dude. That surprised that was me. Crazy. <laughs> Like, did not expect that. I think that I think that low key Leon Ruff was where they wanted the belt to end up, but they didn't mm -hmm. want to have him beat Damian Priest. Mm -hmm. I think they wanted Priest to get beat by a bigger name because they want Priest to get elevated. Yeah, and I think that Gargano's yeah, that on his sense. way to the main roster. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of because yeah. when these guys are going up to the main mm -hmm. roster, they they do the job for other people. Mm -hmm. It happens every time. Look at Riddle and Thatcher, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they do the job on the way out when they're heading up to the main roster. That's the only thing I can think of as to why Johnny Gargano, Johnny freaking wrestling, is losing to Leon Ruff. Yeah. And well, dropping the strap. 
They're also setting up that uh, Sasha Banks thing with Johnny Gargano because they did do that in the hype video that Johnny Gargano has always lost a rematch or a mm -hmm. um, title defense. Mm -hmm. So even though this time is portrayed as like more of a comedy thing, like Leon Ruff coming out of nowhere, Johnny with egg on his face, I think they're just setting that up to have in their back pocket for when Johnny becomes maybe NXT champion again or somewhat something on the main roster. They have yeah. that feud right there, like that little element. automatically line that up. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. that's a great, great point. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Let's, uh, well, Amy, you, you kicked in there. So why don't we come right to you? Uh, what yeah. was something else on the show that you, that you found to be, uh, meeting your fancy? Hmm. Well, I wouldn't say meeting my fancy. I'm with you on the Dexter Loomis thing. I just don't get them. I don't get it. <sighs> and I keep, People keep telling me, like, you just don't appreciate the art of it. And I'm just sitting there, like, I, it just doesn't make sense to me in a fighting standpoint. Like, and that's what, at the end of the day, wrestling is supposed to be. And, like, some of his selling and his, like, psychology, I was just sitting there, I'm like, what are you? You know <laughs> like, what he is? I, I thought about this. I put some real thought into this. I'm so glad you brought this up. He is Sid Vicious. He yeah. is Sid Vicious. Mm. Because think about it. Sid Vicious, especially when he was in WCW, mm. when he was on all the drugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sid, Sid, Sid would get punched this way, and he would sell that way. <laughs> like, it was, le like, legit. Like, it was comedy wrestling without trying to be comedy wrestling. And yeah. that's, that's how I feel when I watch Dexter Loomis in the ring. It's yeah. comedy wrestling without trying to be comedy wrestling. And it, it bothers me. It's almost as bad as watching Cameron Grimes. And then you have to watch the two of them together right now. And it's like, yeah. Whoop! yeah. Just, leave me alone. <laughs> you talk and about why is he wrestling yeah. like that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Ivy, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> I, I kind of have to agree with you guys with Loomis. I mean, I haven't really seen any content in NXT that interests me as of late. Um, so I really don't watch it, but I, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't care for the way that, you know, that's all kind of been playing out and that whole comedy thing, like it doesn't do it for me. And I think mm -hmm. we kind of talked about that a little bit last week too. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I want to see the fight. I don't want to see like, you know, the poorly wrestling around the ring type of deal. Like it's just, it does not do it. So it's, it's disappointing to say the least, because like I mentioned earlier, I feel like NXT was at one point very good because you get to see so all that passion and all that new talent. And I'm just not getting that out of NXT these days. Yeah. The only person I was getting it out of was Timothy Thatcher and he's jobbing out to everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like who did he piss off? He took two, he lost two teeth in, in the freaking cage, you know, handing his teeth to Kurt Angle mm -hmm. when he fought Riddle. And yeah. he goes over Riddle, and then he's lost everything. I think he's lost every match since then. No, he won two matches right after that, and then he lost every match since then. That's yeah. been quite a great so far, yeah. Crazy. Hey, what about, uh, yeah, a hey, one match I will say for NXT, Jake Atlas is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. was a great match. I, that would be a positive I took away is I want to see more of that. You don't have to repeat it, but let's visit that down the road, especially with Wild and, and uh, what's the other guy? Mendoza, that's it. Mm -hmm. that's out there they, they always add a good distraction but it doesn't take too much off the match that's what i yeah, enjoy absolutely yeah. I, I, I think absolutely alice agree. has good potential too so i mean mm -hmm. that yeah if there's uh, anything positive to say yeah I uh, that's, yeah i mean and you know what you, you guys are making me smarter yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. tyler i think you'll appreciate this point as well i really think that raquel gonzalez is mm. the next china She's got that yeah, build. I see it. She's got that. She's got that 
Absolutely. um, What's the word I'm looking for? That intensity Mm -hmm. in everything she does. I think that she could really be the next China. I think that if WWE is going to go to some kind of intergender wrestling, it's going to come down to her and Charlotte Flair. I think when Charlotte Flair comes back, she's going to be going after Randy um, because of because he kicked her, kicked her dad in the head, right? And so I think that's where we'll start seeing intergender. But I think that Raquel Gonzalez will be the the woman that carries that on her back in the WWE because she's just she's so menacing. Um, I agree. Great point. Yeah. You know, you put her up against Daniel Bryan, and I pick her to win. Yeah, you know yeah. Daniel Bryan can wrestle his ass off, but she's just menacing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, she has a so, presence. Yeah, presence yeah, for sure. I, I loved what she did to Boa. I thought that was great. Yeah, destroy mm-hmm. Lee was supposed she didn't know show, but that that's got me interested. That is going back to some good storytelling. The guy came out; he was mysterious. He put the little look like marker or something on his hand. Did y'all catch that? And I didn't notice that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. See, to me, that's what you need. NXT's got to get back to storytelling a little more mm-hmm. too. That's what I think. That's what attracts a lot of fans. AEW, whether the match quality is great or not, AEW at least is doing better with the angles a little bit. Yeah, I agree. In yeah. comparison, in comparison to NXT, that is, I think SmackDown mm-hmm. has the superior storylines in wrestling oh, right yeah. now. Whoever's yeah. writing SmackDown is. Yes, Ace. SmackDown has been phenomenal lately, which, I mean, I don't know. I've always been a fan of SmackDown. Like, even back in the day, like, I always thought the SmackDown oh, yeah. was, like, it was, like, the underdog. Like, I kind of feel like it was always, like, the better show. It was overshadowed by Raw, but I always felt like SmackDown was. was better. Back when it was on so. UPN. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that's girl. our fandom right the there. Fist. The Rock, Triple H, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's jump over to Di- to Dynamite because I think that Dynamite I-, I think that SmackDown was probably the show of the week for me this week, but I think Dynamite was a really, really, really close second. And uh, for me, that has everything to do with how they closed the show last night. Eddie Kingston and uh, the Lucha Brothers and Pac and they're, you know, they're just it, it, that is going to be fire. That mm-hmm. tag team match is going to be absolute fire. I can't believe that they split up the Lucha Brothers for this, you know, and they were tearing the masks like, oh, my God. It, it was so yeah. gut wrenching for me because masks in Luchador wrestling mm-hmm. are so sacred. Yeah, right. it's a disqualification. If yeah. You, uh, and, doing a match. And, and for me, I, I just I feel like, damn, this was a pay-per-view moment. Mm-hmm. on the weekly television show that's what that's what we got this week we got a pay-per-view moment on the weekly television show and it's like, holy. it was intense it was so gut-wrenching for me fantastic um, you know the uh, and the match itself was just great you know those two guys i could watch those two guys go for hours you know put them in a in a 90 minute iron man match and i think it'd be okay mm-hmm. um it would and, work and, and and something else that I'm super excited about is this this uptick for Sean Spears. Um, Sean Spears has always been someone that has been high on my list. Um, watching some of his work on the indies when he first came up into WWE as Ty Dillinger, I went back and looked at some of his previous work, and and he is just he is so good, so good, and um, I'm super excited to see him and FTR kind of coming up and i think that we're getting going to get that cody heel turn and we're going to get that modern 
four horsemen, four horsemen. it's yeah. coming mm-hmm. you know yeah um, i could see that and and i can totally see spears being the new enforcer mm-hmm. i can see him being the new arn you know he fits that so so i'm super excited for those two things happening in wrestling in aew i want to uh i want to send it over to uh ivy i'm gonna go to you first this time Ew! why <laughs> you're unpredictable that's why I'm, I'm wild card baby oh yeah <laughs> i actually i don't really watch too much um aew like i follow like all their socials and stuff like that because i'm always mm-hmm. curious just to kind of see what talent they're picking up um so i really haven't been like super up to date with it but I'm just, I'm impressed that just at Cody Rhodes in general, like everything that he's done, you know, within that, I think I, I, I didn't really quite see it coming in all honesty, because I feel like when he was working with WWE, he was not portrayed really to be much of anything. And I feel like he was so overshadowed with that. And then to kind of like have his hiatus and now he, you know, comes up and I mean, he, you know, he is such a big part going on you know with the whole AEW thing I think it's it's great I think it's amazing for him and I think he's very talented but I once again that overshadowing you know kind of like overproduced at one point and then like nothing from him you know you kind of hear crickets um I hated like back when he was still with WWE and they kind of like put him in and he just he lost his spark there for a very long time before he finally left and to see him doing like you know so much like you know now he's what the nightmare cody rose and it's like i think he's he's amazing at that and i love it mm-hmm. i also kind of like the blonde hair yeah i'm kind of yeah, digging it, it. Right. <laughs> yeah, i'm sure you are i am you got, you got a poster on the ceiling over there no i actually don't but i should get one so thanks for reminding me you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> let's go to tyler uh, you know, you guys are probably going to laugh, but I, I think the women's division is improving thanks to uh, Tay Conte and Red Velvet. I thought that was one of the better mm-hmm. matches I've seen, other than Serena Deeb. I mean, I've got to give her a lot of credit. That's been some great stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, And, yes, Tay Conte is very attractive. I'm just going to say not only mm-hmm. is Dakota Kai my crush, now Tay Conte. Add her to the list. And I'm not ashamed to say it. So, there you go. <laughs> well, it, that's fine. I love that's that. fine. I, I, I feel you there. Casey Catanzaro still takes the cake for me. So. That, that's right, Ted. Hey, uh, well. Haven't seen we her t- on TV in a couple of weeks, which is really pissing me off, actually, that's because they shame. were just starting to get her some tag team, you know, some mm-hmm. tag team juice going for her. And, and I was hoping that the, you know, the women's tag team championships were going to get defended on NXT and maybe those two could pick it up. But no. Bullshit. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> All right, know let's go. That. Let's go to Ref Amy. So uh, to kind of bounce off of Tyler's point uh, and going back to full gear, I'm really happy that there seems to be this like partnership with AEW and WA, because like as Tyler was saying, like AEW's women's division has had some missteps, if you could put it bluntly, and with yeah, just a tiny <laughs> um, <laughs> NWA. <laughs> Yeah, NWA has been really good with their women's division, especially pre-COVID and everything. So to see that partnership, I'm hoping they have a little bit more influence Mm -hmm. and can help it out of it. Mm -hmm. And then um, as to last night's episode, how did everybody feel about that uh, reveal um, about Shaq? (laughs) I see Tyler. I don't know. Or uh, Ted just shaking his head. (laughs) Hey, I, I love the promos before it. I mean, uh, kind of Jerry Springer, and you had Jerry Lynn. I mean, who, go figure. So, 
<laughs> and Shivani and Excalibur. Oh no, Jerry Lynn, what's he doing getting in between them? I, I don't know what they're doing. It, it's like a Tyson Fury, Brian Strowman scenario to me. I yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I've learned to not give celebrity feuds like the benefit of the doubt. So I'm just going to sit back and let it happen, but I'm not too enthused about it. <laughs> no, it's WCW all over again. Yeah. It's, 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 and listen, WCW yeah. did some celebrity stuff that was good, right? Mm -hmm. The Mailman and Rodman. Yeah. At, at, what was that? Yeah, Bash at the Beach, stuff. right? Yeah. That was, that was a fantastic match for, for celebrities to be used in. Uh, Jay Leno, not so much. Yeah, no. I mean, let's be real, right? Yeah. Um, David Arquette, pre actually being trained as a wrestler, not so much. Not so much, yeah. Right. Have never held the big gold belt. That big gold belt automatically lost half its value the second that that guy got to put it on his shoulder. Yeah. You know, um, Shaq has been itching to get in a wrestling ring for 15 years, and it's 10 years too late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The man is too big and too old to be able to move the way he needs to be able to move right. in a wrestling ring. Now watch, yeah. he'll prove me wrong, but you know. <laughs> we hope he proves you wrong. Like, yes. Yeah. But yes. we're not going to get ourselves hyped. No. Then they tease that with the big show when he made that appearance in WWE. Remember he came out yes. and they were going to tease that match, but obviously they thought better because it didn't happen. That's the next AEW signing. Paul White's going to show up in AEW, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. You never there know were really w WCW, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. That, that's true. We're, we're getting all the, the former WWE people in now. So. Also, can we, we talk for a second? Yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, let, let's talk for a second about the fact that um, because of what WCW did to Bret Hart, they're gonna, that became like a verb. You're going to get Bret Harted. Mm. Like, oh, yeah like legit <laughs> like that that happens now like they're like oh you're gonna get bret hearted man like i don't know if you should do that <laughs> poor brett like poor brett i just feel like there's so many different like little things about him and like he's he's kind of turned into like a joke over the years in yeah. so many different ways he was so yeah, good yeah yeah just, brett was yeah, great i mean i yeah. like i've seen some of his old matches and i absolutely loved it but i mean Oh, he's a legend. He just he's became so negative though. He's he's wanting to blame everybody. It's the sad part. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of that too. Like just that that happens when like the arrogance kind of gets there. You know what I mean? Like he got so used to being so great that he could not just kind of suck it up and handle any type of losses in any way. So yeah. it's always like, you know, now he just, it's like, he wants like the pity. And I mean, I always respect him, you know, just as a veteran, but I don't know. It just, it doesn't do it for me anymore. And like you said, you're going to get Bret Harden. <laughs> He's become a joke. Yeah, it's, it's, it's frightening. But talking about old-timey wrestlers, it's a good time to transition into, uh, into who our favorite wrestlers were growing mm -hmm. up. And uh, so I want you to tell me who your favorite wrestler was growing up and why. Okay. And so uh, we're going to go – Round Robin, I'm going to wrap this one up because I'm going to take that into our, uh, into our fan topics this week. So let's start with Tyler. Tyler, are you frozen? God damn, damn it, Tyler. <laughs> he had me fooled because, I, because it, he, he's just looking all chill. He's like, chill. It's out. a great face to be like, frozen on. Glenn shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Come on, like, come on now. Together. All right, let's go to Amy. We'll start with Amy. All right. So, 
My favorite wrestler growing up was the first wrestler I ever saw on TV. So I tuned into Raw one night, and it was right when the Radicals debuted. So Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, name retracted. Like, they all jumped <laughs> <laughs> Um, they all jumped into the ring, and then I saw that frog, frog splash come from A.B. Guerrero. And from then I was hooked because it was just like, he wasn't like the rest of them who were like these like muscular guys. He was kind of like shorter, like skinnier. He was more in the high-flying moves. And I knew from then that like, that's what I was hooked on. And then as time went on, watching him like mold in from just like part of the radicals to China and Eddie, that seeing the comedic side of him, and then um, when he was let go for a little bit, of course, when I was 10 years old, I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, oh, he's not on TV anymore. And then he came back and seeing him not only become a little bit more muscular, which was great, and um, seeing him also develop that character of Latino heat mm-hmm. and uh, mending that like kind of heel babyface persona that before that Steve Austin perfected and it was just uh, it was hook line and sinker and I remember in 2005 like when he turned heel on a Rey Mysterio it was the first time I ever like really hated someone because I felt so betrayed by him watching Mm -hmm. him like destroy Rey Mysterio and so like yeah my favorite wrestler growing up was definitely EG Eddie Guerrero that I still have from that year I love it Can we all just, you know, enjoy the fact for a moment that Amy's the baby on the show? Because she was she was ten years old when Eddie was fired in two thousand (laughs) one. No, not two thousand. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah. All right. So I was nine. (laughs) Even then. Nine. Goodness gracious. I. uh, It's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're the baby on the show. <laughs> it's okay, you're in your twenties, it's allowed, right? Yeah. Let's uh let's go to Angelo. Let's go to Ivy. All right. So laugh at me all you want, but anybody who knows me knows that my absolute favorite of all time will always be Jeff Hardy. I don't know what it is. I, I love the dude. Like we know what it is, just, Angelo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, no, like I do I think he's absolutely ridiculously handsome. Yes, I do. The long hair and the tattoos just does it. But aside from that, um, like I can just remember being a kid and like just hearing that music hit and mm-hmm. and seeing them go out there and just do all that crazy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, his like swanton bomb and then just being so like, he's just so adventurous. Like I, mm-hmm. you don't see that many people that are going to jump off of, you know, from, from distances as high up as what he will and like really destroy his body. I mean, I have so much respect for him just for the simple fact that you know he's got to be hurting like mm-hmm. there's there's no way that he isn't um and I feel like he's had like a lot of character development like he's always going to kind of be like the same person but he in his own life has gone through so much you know like mm-hmm. obviously he's had some issues with like drugs and alcohol and whatnot um and I just I feel like for him to overcome that and still at his age to be able to kind of maintain his career where he's at and not just have given up or kind of succumb to any of that. I have a lot of respect for him and, and I love the dude, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what it really yeah. is. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. <laughs> That's another poster on the ceiling. 
walls used to be covered in Jeff Hardy posters. Like it was bad. I still have action figures somewhere. I used <laughs> to make myself the armbands. I colored my hair just like him. I was the weirdo in high school that was absolutely in love with professional wrestling. And I'm okay with it because I'm pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Hardys were were phenomenal. Yeah. I'm glad to see the cats back this week. Yes, he <laughs> likes wrestling also. So, you know, I think he feels that he needs to be here. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Tyler, let's go to you, my friend. I've got to admit, I actually have two, and I that's before I really appreciated technical wrestling. So I know this is coming out of left field, but I, I got to give it to Hulk Hogan and probably as far as WCW Sting, really, it was the face mm. paint, the athleticism. Mm-hmm. I know he wasn't technically sound, but the guy, I, I actually prefer the Surfer Sting era. I, I love the Crow as a character, but he was going through some issues. And I don't know that the quality of matches that he had then were as good as if you look back at some of the early 90s stuff and 80s. Uh, as far as psychology, flair, and all those guys. So I've got to give it to Sting as far as WCW and Hulk Hogan, just because he, like him or not, was the big star for McMahon in the 80s. So that's who really got me into wrestling. I, I know it's not the technically sound guys. It's the colorful guys, but that's were my favorites. So. Doesn't Hogan have, like, less than 30 losses in his career? Might, might, yeah. I think he does. I think, I think uh, what Culture Wrestling just put out, like a – Hulk Hogan's 28 losses and, you know, from, from worst to best or from dirtiest to cleanest or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, That's interesting. So I, I have two as well. And um, so my first favorite and my all-time favorite, really and truly, is Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn was everything I wanted to be but couldn't be as a mm-hmm. teenager and you know and you know 97 i'm 10 years and old now and too listen here <laughs> okay make me come over there and super kick you hey <laughs> i might like it i'll no, bring the handcuffs um, no that's just so i can leave you there that's not for anything fun don't <laughs> <laughs> me with a good time ted Oh man. So, but, but Sean, Sean really was, you know, everything that, you know, teenage boys wanted to be, he was the, you know, he was the ladies man. He was athletic. He could go out and pretty much do anything he wanted to do. And so, uh, so Sean was definitely up there. And then as I came to appreciate technical wrestling more, um, I, I appreciated Sean's work a lot more than I did his character in DX necessarily. Um, but as I got further into that technical road, I have to agree with Amy. I think Eddie became my, my favorite. And, um, I remember being absolutely crushed when, when he passed away. I remember, I remember getting a phone call from, uh, from a friend in high school and being like, you know, unconsolable for like a week and a half, two weeks, because, you know, like he, he was the reason that I tuned into SmackDown because he was always going to have barn burners and he was going to be up there going for the, for the strap. And he and Chavo had this awesome tag team thing going. And it was, it, it made wrestling really enjoyable to watch for me. Um, as someone who grew up without cable, cause we were too damn poor for cable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think probably my favorite storyline of his and, and Amy, you, you made mention of it. My favorite storyline of his is, his his love story with china mm-hmm. you know 
um, because it allowed him to have so much fun. You could just tell he had so much fun um, throughout that whole, that whole bit. And um, he could really be um, energetic and funny and still go out there and put out barn burner matches, but still keep up the lie, cheat and steal. And so he yeah. was like a, a heel, but he was a face and he was a tweener, you know? And um, he really, he, in that year and a half, I think it was that he was with China mm-hmm. in that year and a half, he really showed everybody that he could do everything. And that's what pro wrestlers can't do now. Yeah. Pro wrestlers can't do everything. They're just spot monkeys now, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Um, but that leads me to talk about China just a little bit. And this comes from, uh, from Nessa general V on Twitter, um, the actual handle. And she retweeted us tonight when I, when I tweeted her, um, let me pull it up here is, uh, at great love 91. Um, you know, she, she had requested talking about China and winning the intercontinental championship. And we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, intergender wrestling. And I think that China was really the person to break that grass, that glass ceiling. She put the cracks in the glass ceiling for it to get shattered for women's wrestling because she was out there beating the absolute piss out of the men. You know, Mm -hmm. she was out there looking like a legitimate threat in the Royal Rumble. She was winning the Intercontinental Championship. Um, You know, she could go toe to toe with anybody on the roster and she was a legitimate threat. And that's something that we don't see now at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts on China. Uh, we do have to keep it brief. We're going to run out of time, you know, but I want to, you know, China and her winning the Intercontinental championship. And what does, what do you think that that meant for women's wrestling in WWE knowing that we still had another 10, 15 years before we really got to the quote unquote women's revolution, you know, that's how long it took. What do you, what do you guys think about that? Let's go to uh, let's go to Tyler first. Uh, just very brief, I, I think uh, died too uh, soon. It, I would mm-hmm. love to see her come back as a producer, mentor some of the women, because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. She just was so ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw that. You just brought up everything that I'm just going to repeat. So that's all I got to say. It was just great to see her be an intercontinental champion. I loved her in the match with Lita at Judgment Day. That was also a great match. And that also had Eddie looking on. I think that's when that started. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it to the rest of y'all. Just a gone too soon. A, a legend, as far as I'm concerned. China. For sure, for sure. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ivy. Um, China. Oh my God. First of all, there's not even enough that you can say about her. I mean, like me as a woman, um, I like to think of myself as a pretty strong personality, and I have always gotten along better with men. I've always like I grew up fighting the neighbor kids who were all boys. So, you know, for me to see a woman in the wrestling ring that can go toe to toe with a man as opposed to just, you know, partake in a bra and panties match and and be there to just be eye candy. Like, I I just think that was so phenomenal and such an important, you know, segment and and like a character to have in, in the wrestling business because, you know, women have always just kind of been pretty. They've been something pretty to look at, you know, do the whole cat fight thing or just to valet you know, somebody, but I mean, she came in and, and China, she was doing the damn thing. She was in there and Mm. she could show you, she could go, you know, go up there with any of those guys. And like you said, beat the piss out of them. And I think the respect that you have to have for her 
to, you know, be able to be the muscle and, and, you know, have that strive in her to want to do that. It's, it's unreal. Like I, I absolutely love her. And again, like going way too soon. Agreed. Agreed. Amy. Yeah. uh, Just to kind of not piggyback off of it, but like as a little girl growing up to show my age again, like my parents would often like look at what they were doing to the girls in the WWF and being like, should we letting, should we be letting our daughters watch this? And so when China came into the picture and it was a little bit more girl power, like equal standing with the men and everything mm-hmm. like that, it, 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 it was totally revolutionary. And, and like you said, it, it took 10 more years, but like she was like the, the spark that mm-hmm. initiated that. And as a fan of intergender wrestling, like, I thank her so much for that because, like, I hope we get to a point where it's not a big deal anymore. Because right. at the end of the day, we're watching wrestling. These are supposed to be larger-than-life characters. They're supposed to be superheroes. Like, I think we could drop these little roles because these are, like, larger-than-life characters. Agreed. Agreed. And, and I think that her winning the Intercontinental Championship shows that they were willing to go down that road at one point. And if we can get back there, I think that's how we revitalize those mid-card championships, the IC championship and the, and the United States championship. If we can get back to where we were with China, with a Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. with um, a Bailey, with a Sasha mm-hmm. Banks, um, even a Ronda Rousey, if she came back, mm-hmm. um, and they could go in there and win one of those mid-card championships, I think that could be the kickstart. And yeah, um, yeah you know, I agree. So, so we're looking for the next China, and I, I think that that could be where Raquel Gonzalez comes up. As I mentioned earlier, um, I could see her totally coming in, jumping onto the SmackDown brand, and mm-hmm. taking that Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn. And I would 100% buy it, 100% oh, yeah. hook, line, and sinker. And yep. so, um, you know, I, I kind of hope that they take a little bit of notice of what China was able to do. Now they've started kind of acknowledging her again, despite everything that happened after she left the company. And, um, and I hope that they'll, they'll take that example to heart. I really do. Yeah. Well, my friends, it's, uh, it's getting to be that time. We are, uh, we're just about out of it at this point. And so I want to take a, take a couple seconds and just say thank you to everybody for jumping on the show. Um, you know, Amy, Amy and, and Ivy, thank you so much for being on with Tyler and I tonight. It's so nice to have a female perspective on the show. <laughs> it's so, and you know, for, for the two of you guys to come and, you know, make this a not sausage fest anymore is fantastic. <laughs> and so we hope that you'll continue right. to do so. Um, you know, next week, uh, we're going to be doing a, a live show. We're going to be doing our SummerSlam, our yeah, SummerSlam, our Survivor Series predictions, and uh, we might have an interview or two lined up for you at that point in time that we'll play on air. We'll see what happens with that, and uh, then we're gonna we're gonna have some fun and enjoy ourselves on that time. So you can catch us at eight thirty p.m. on our YouTube channel. You can find us on doing our live stream there. My friends, thank you so much for joining us on behalf of Amy and Ivy and uh, my good friend Tyler Peters there, the New Math of the South. This has been Rewind Wrestling Radio, and we will catch you next time.